Hey everyone, we just wanted to share this extra discussion with you that we had after wrapping up our last episode, which was the one on living faithfully in a post-Christian world. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, we would suggest starting there. The question we discussed in this bonus clip is how to approach the ever-growing divide over the winsomeness approach, specifically in the church, in the body of believers. I hope you enjoy. This has been a rich discussion that we've had here. You know, we've talked about it primarily in the context of biblical truth and the church versus prevailing culture, especially elites in culture that tend to shape cultural trends and ideas and movements. Uh, what we didn't really talk about is within the church, because there's an awful lot of, of uh, uh, things, you know, approaching division within the church where this has gone on as well. And that, that really affects the witness of the church to, to outside the church. We know that that's a very negative thing, but, um, you know, we find that some views within the church are, and it's very important to stay unified. We need to stay unified in the church. You know, there's so many verses in the Bible that talk about that. All men will know, are you, will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another in John 13. Um, but we first have to stay strong for truth. Um, and yeah, there can be debates about an appropriate interpretation of a biblical passage and such. But when we're talking about very, very strong things in society about, about um, gender and sexual behavior and abortion and um, race and a bunch of things like this that have really divided the church, um, it's been a really difficult thing to, 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 to witness here. And I just wanted to make the point that I hope we can get to the point where we contend for truth as job one, while seeking to maintain unity, that is absolutely what we want to have as an outcome. But we don't um, pursue and decide on unity at the sake of, or the at the at the expense of truth. So that that's kind of the additional thought that I wanted to convey here as a bit of an addendum. Any thoughts yeah. out there on that? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I, I totally see what you're saying. Um, but in the church, I think the reason we're at this place, one of the reasons we're at this place is because we haven't let um, the Bible uh, direct um, our framework of disagreement or our um, discussions around these things. Um, and what we've let happen is the culture, I think, has uh, created the framework for these discussions. So, just, so you were just mentioning um, abortion and race and things like that. The the culture, in a way, has framed these in very, usually in two very polar opposite camps, and you have to be in one of these camps, the culture says, and if you're not, <clears throat> you're in the other one, you know, so on race, you're a racist or you're an anti-racist. On abortion, you are um, for the baby or you're um, and against the mom or you're for the woman and for choice. Um, and you know, the list could, the list could go on. You're for Trump and everything he supports or you're against him. <laughs> and yeah, for a lot of Christians, right, yeah, for a lot of Christians it's like, whoa, I don't, I don't want to be in either one of those camps in some of these issues. And, uh, that, that framework seems way too constricting in the stereotyping that goes on with this gets really divisive. 
Yeah, but what you've described here is, uh, you know, Darrow's quote from the very beginning of the DNA, if the church doesn't disciple the nations, the nations will disciple the church. And that is happening widely in our culture. And the, this is the unfortunate uh, outcome that we're seeing because of the, the, the nation discipling and affecting the church more so than the church affecting the nation. But again, we know, as we said at the end, we, we, we know, we have hope, we know the final outcome. I think, John, you're, you're right. It's grievous when churches are dividing at, at any time as they are right now. It's grievous. It should grieve our hearts. It should be something that we don't want to see because the Bible wants us to be unified. It wants us to be one body, loving one another, serving one another. Um, but it, as you also said, you know, it's not unity at all costs because we have to prioritize truth, right? If, if, if holding to the truth about things is going to lead to a division, we have to be willingness, willing to divide because the truth is, is more important. And that, so this is a hard thing to walk in. I think one of the things that's been so divisive for churches right now, frankly, we've talked about LGBTQ, um, critical race theory, um, abortion, really the, the one that's been really divisive has been COVID. <laughs> it's, um, I think that's splitting more churches than just about anything. And uh, I don't know, maybe you guys have a different opinion on that, but uh, uh, you know, this one, it's also one that I think has been a little bit harder to, to get your hands around. Uh, one of the messages that came out of the culture, if you will, in the sense that government elite kind of views, you know, had to do with the vaccine, you know, and, and you started hearing things like, if you're not being vaccinated, you're not loving your neighbor, right? You heard this in churches. I, I really didn't like that at all, you know, because it was kind of a, I felt like it was just a, a kind of a coercive way of putting pressure on people to do something, you know, but it's, yeah, the, the, the COVID thing was, was really tricky. Uh, I think for a lot of churches, and, and very divisive. I, I, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that or how your churches have managed that, but I think this is, I think, you know, there, you know, we, we do need to, to a certain degree, we have to allow people to have their own convictions about things, right? Romans talks about this, right? There's, it's not, truth is not always black and white. There's sometimes. Yeah. I mean, th uh, thankfully, I, I, I really believe that my church navigated this very well and was both very respectful to the to the statewide authorities, but at the same time, you know, very much about gathering together for worship and being creative in, in doing so. Um, as an example, on the other end, I was in Switzerland recently and heard many stories about churches. Um, I didn't hear this at all here, but churches dividing into um, services for the vaccinated and separate services for the unvaccinated. And you can imagine how much division over time that can cause in a church. And I heard that several with people from several different churches in Switzerland, that was just really, really disappointing to hear. They're only just now getting over all that now that they're back together for several months. Yeah, it's a hard one because like you were saying, Dad, we, we always want to choose truth above all else. Um, and yet within the body of believers, um, I feel like we should be able to walk through these difficult hard subjects. Um, you know, if I meet someone from 
a completely different walk of life on the opposite side of the world, and yet they're a Christian, I immediately have more in common with them than anyone else I'm going to meet around me who's not a Christian. We hold something in common here um, as believers, uh, and I think with that and a desire to have open discussions and learn from each other and um, speak speak truthfully and yet and, and openly with each other, we can we can walk through these. Um, and yet I don't really see that playing out very well in a lot of these issues. So I'm wondering, you know, what are we doing wrong? How can we do this better? Um, any thoughts there? Because I, I don't want the conclusion just to be like, well, we got to split. <laughs> don't want anyone to hear that. I, I know my, I think it's important for the leadership of a church just to be clear. I think if they're clear, then the body of Christ can decide whether they're there or they're going someplace else. I, I, I think it's worse if you're not clear where your own church is on a, on a particular issue. We're talking about truth and lies here. And, um, you know, there's some things that are gray, like COVID and vaccines maybe, but, but uh, there's other issues, whether it's life or, or uh, marriage, you know, that are clear. And I, I think, I think it's, very important that pastors are clear. That's all. To me, I just think that there's a uh, without a without a concrete like understanding and, and and vision for what God has called His people to. I I, I remember just listening to Luis saying he was so clear about what um, the church's responsibility and what God's called the church to do and who God's called the church to be that he really, uh, I just felt always so inspired by listening to him. And I, I, I think that, you know, without that real understanding of what God's called his people to be, who he's called his church to be, and what he's called them to do, we, we get sidetracked and we get off on, on different visions and we get off on different um, ways of that we're, we're going to... Um, be the church and i think um you know i i've been a part of lots of different denominations and and i'm grateful for that because i've learned something really special and unique from different ones but i think what we share in in unity is a vision for the kingdom of god and when and how that gets expressed uh in a charismatic church is different than how it gets expressed in a Catholic church or an, or an Episcopal church or an Anglican church. And so I think it's important that we, but the expression needs to be consistent with God's word and his truth and, and what he's calling his church to be. And we can't have um, 150 different divisions on or uh, visions of what, what it means to be the church. We there is one reason to be God's people, and there's one purpose that we exist for. And I think we need to come back to that. We need to come back to the purposes of what God's called his people to do, what he's called us to be, and, um, and, and then rally around that. And when we are uh, being influenced in a different way, we need to submit to the biblical understanding of God's people and his church and let go of some of these other cultural influences. But that's hard work, you know? It's hard work to let go of, uh, of the fact that, you know, we, we may not be as 
uh, exciting to uh, the younger generation as another church is. Um, they may be able to uh, reach out to them in a way that we aren't. Um, but what do, we, what do we have to offer? What can we bring? How do we reflect the kingdom of God in, in, in our culture? And I, I think we need to, to, to rally around that. And that's been my heart. That's been my frustration in, in being a part of different churches as well Is there's all these competing visions for uh, we, are, we are the true church. We are the ones with the better understanding. We are the ones that are going to do things better than everybody else. And, you know, you stick around long enough, you find out, no, that's not true. <laughs> You're just doing it differently. It's not better. It's just different. And, and I think that we, we need to collectively come together and realize the strengths and the weaknesses that we have as the body of Christ and uh and then rally around each other support each other in those strengths and build each other up in those weaknesses and as such we will be what john said you know kind of that that light of to the world that you know we are unified we love each other and we're working for you know the glory of king jesus it's really good sean one one thing i might add just in conclusion here is I went through this recently uh, on the issue of just conflict. I had conflict with brothers and sisters in Christ. And, uh, you know, the biblical, um, I think the, the, the emphasis in the Bible is to be reconciled, right? To don't let those conflicts just fester, but be proactive in bringing reconciliation. The nature of the conflict was over beliefs, deep beliefs, ideology, and, um, and, you know, we, it created a rift and attention. We just weren't talking, you know, we would get together for meals and now we weren't, we weren't talking, we weren't in meals and uh, getting together for meals. We, you know, we were, there was a conflict and I wasn't quite sure, honestly, what I wanted to reconcile, but because it was an issue of con, kind of core conviction truth, you know, we were talking about earlier, you know, if churches should seek unity, but at the same time, we've got to prioritize truth and be willing to split. Uh, so this was an issue of kind of core, kind of core convictions, core truth beliefs. And somebody said something that was really helpful to me. They said, uh, you know, just in terms of counsel to me in this, they said, um, first of all, you know, don't be quick to separate, to do, you know, live at peace with all men, but, you know, try to, to maintain relationship. But if over that core conviction, you can't, um, then you, it's okay to essentially be separate. Um, and, but your attitude in that separation needs to be, because it's an issue of truth, if they change, if they change their view and repent from their false belief, are you willing to, am I willing to come back into relationship with them? Check your heart on that you know, or am I just writing them off? They're just bad, no matter what. And I thought that was really helpful because in my own heart, I thought, no, I want unity. I really do. I want to be in relationship, but I'm not going to, I've got it. I've got a problem right now that is preventing that. And I just can't brush that aside for the sake of unity, but my heart's going to be ready to, to reunite if, and when we can get beyond that divide. And uh, so I don't know if that, that helps this discussion or not. It helped me, you know, to, 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 is, you know, I don't want to, I think, I guess my bottom line, we shouldn't write each other off, 
as you know, you're wrong, just evil, bad, but we've got to be ready to separate maybe for a time over a fundamental issue of truth. Um, but still having our hearts a desire to be back together and unified as brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Francis Schaeffer laid that out really well. And when it comes to these types of disagreements is it's important to know what type of disagreement it is. Um, in the Bible, we see, we see the core truths, um, the things that never change and they're clear throughout all the time. We see things that um, uh, are maybe more left up to conviction uh, and God's very clear on that. If you hold a conviction, you should hold it and other people should be able to respect it, even if they don't hold it themselves. And then there's things more of preference. Um, and it, it's important to put it in one of those three categories, your area of disagreement, because if you can't, it can lead to a lot of unnecessary mm. confusion. And I would say if it's not an area of that core, that top area of that core um, truth, the other areas can definitely be worked out. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, that if it is in the top category for truth, that's going to be something between us and God that we should humbly um, separate and um, hopefully yeah. come to a conclusion. It's such good you, context, you Luke. It's so helpful. I think that that framework is so helpful and so biblical. You know, there's certain things that are preference, like worship styles. That mm -hmm. shouldn't really separate us um, as a church. There's other things that are matters of, of conviction, whether you should get the vaccination or not, I would put in the category of personal conviction. And you should then respect each other's personal decisions about that without kind of separating over that. Oh, you got the vaccination. You didn't, I'm going to break off my relationship with you over that. That's a matter of conviction, but then there's, there's truth. You know, what does it mean to be a man or a woman or what, what, you know, there's just this kind of core essential stuff. And, and that's the stuff that you might have to separate over and not water down because it's just yeah, too you important. All, you all know the saying, right? In essentials, unity, and non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity. Yep. Mm -hmm. I think there's some so. truth to that. Yeah.